I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, back at the podcast dojo. A new week is upon us here in the month of May. And Danny G, right? It's the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G sitting in the dark, Danny. We're, we're in yeah. the uh, I have seen the light. You have seen the darkness. Yeah, you know, I'm still working on cleaning this garage out to put my podcast studio together. Suddenly, this has gone from a man cave to a baby cave. With all of the packages of diapers next to me here. Yeah, there Steph, a, there's a big box. You can't see if you're looking at the podcast. Yeah. You can't see it because it's only audio. But there's a giant box, which is bigger than Danny G. What is in the box? What's in the box? It's an unopened high chair. Oh, a, a essential for every child. And yeah, this is where the kid is going to put spaghetti all over his face. Are you are you like checking the days on a box before the kid? How many more days are we looking at here, Danny? What's the estimate? We're sitting here in mid-May. So how many more days are we looking at until the kid pops out? What are we looking at here? Let's see. There are 11 more school days. I know that. So oh. I got the countdown for school. As far as the kid goes, it is the very end of July that he's going to pop out. Daddy. We're not too far off, man. The months are going fast. Before you know it, we're going to be in June. Yeah, before you know it, the kid will be 17 years old. They hadn't even been born yet. The kid will be 17. You're going to wake up one morning, Danny, and say, how the heck did that happen? How on God's green earth did that kid that wasn't even born yet now is 17 years old? I can't believe it. What about a nine-year-old girl? I got to have that hat you're wearing. 
It's a Hilltoppers. Yeah, well, this was actually sent by fans of this podcast. That is the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers hat. It's in my it's in my rotation. It's not a starting. It's more of a relief pitcher. But yeah, I like that. It would match the red Puma shirt I have on perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have an ugly hat on, so I. If you want my hat, you can burn the hat that you have on. But that's a, that's a different conversation. I have a winning hat on right now. I have a winning Los Angeles Lakers hat on. Right it looks uh, looks kind of ugly to me. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't go with your girlish figure. I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, on the uh, the Friday podcast here, we actually I want to tell you listening. We had because nobody else will hear it, but we had the opportunity to have someone on the Friday podcast. I made an editorial decision. Danny, you had lined someone up, but I made an editorial decision that it wasn't necessarily a good fit for this podcast. And so I decided to punt that, or I would have been sleeping at the time the interview was supposed to be done. So if either one of those, but I think a combination of both. So I want to have people on the podcast again, but it's got to be a good fit. And I don't want to do an awkward interview with an athlete, someone from a sport we don't normally talk about that's just kind of out. It doesn't really fit. You know, it's got to, there's got to be a fit there. It's got to be the puzzle piece, the jigsaw puzzle piece has to fit. Otherwise, eh, not a great idea. Yeah. I mean, Mike, the situation is a big name. But cornhole is not a sport that we normally cover. Yeah. Now, if you can get me some porn stars on here, now that you know, that's a whole different conversation. Uh, but anyway, you pay me five hundred thousand dollars, I'll endorse a gay magazine. How dare you? We've got obsolete. The guilt kiosk word of the week returns, and pop goes the culture, and whatever else pops up on this. Word of the week. I haven't heard that since the 90s. Yeah, that's uh, what's well, back. The word of the week. Well, doesn't Petro still do the word of the day? I think he does on the, on the Petro Some Money show. I'm not sure. When I'm in the car sometimes driving around, I'll hear Petro Some Money, and sometimes I'll hear the word of the day. If I'm in the car at the right time, I'll hear the word of the day, which is just a blatant way to uh, you know, kind of goof on somebody. That's pretty much all it is. But anyway, so the, the, the first thing on the agenda here, if there is such an agenda, it's a mixed bag. So I got some interesting news recently at the Maller Mansion. We decided we were going to change insurance. And uh, you know, just, it's one of these grown-up things you have to do, which, you know, when you're a kid, who the hell cares? But insurance is something you have to have. And it's something that when you need it, it's very hard to actually use it because the the loopholes you have to jump through to actually use the insurance makes it a freaking nightmare. So with that as the, the background, uh, we had to change insurance. We got a better deal. But if you've ever done this, I'm sure you probably have, there's a lot of bureaucracy to change insurance. You have to get everything approved. The insurance company has to make sure they have to weigh whether or not you're a liability because they don't actually want to pay you the money. They just want the money coming their direction. They do not want to take on a risk. So anyway, with all that, which is kind of obvious stuff, we we got this insurance company and they were like good to go. And so we started having the home review process. The home review po- process, which is very exciting. Um, so you have to show everything, all the, the key stuff in the home, and uh, they weigh whether or not they want it. And so we got to the outside electrical panel, 
and uh, we got red flagged. Did this look like your Christmas party a few years back? <laughs> 12 extension cords all tangled up. Well, that was actually my that was my tribute to Chevy Chase in, <laughs> uh, in the great uh, movies back in the 80s. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, well, you, you ask a Jewish guy to put Christmas lights up. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, you were going to get uh, and we had one outlet for the entire house. So we had to connect everything. I must have gotten that year. I must have gotten like eight or nine. Well, I had extension uh, cords, and then I had those connectors, and they were all tied to the same thing. Yeah, it's the power strips. Yeah, yeah, with the power strips all tied. Yeah, that was that was so. So anyway, just imagine if you've ever seen in the movies they show an electrical panel, and there's all kinds of like wires, stuffs falling out. So we got red flag. The insurance company determined that our electrical panel was the O word obsolete that it was dated and we just moved into this house a couple years ago and so we were cooked the the gizmo had an extreme fire hazard it had not been used in like 50 years they stopped using it 50 years ago because houses were lighting on fire and we we knew nothing about this so that means the insurance company said, hey, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this. You have to change all of the electrical for this to work and you have to get a more modern gadget thingamajig. Otherwise forget about it. And so okay. Uh so it's a good news, bad news situation, Danny. It's a good news, bad news situation. The good news is that we had a nice crew of people who made a lot of money from us at the house, they took out the electrical stuff that needed to be taken out, the fire hazard, and they put up a brand spanking new state-of-the-art electrical panel. Who doesn't get a little horny when they get a new electrical panel? Isn't that exciting, Danny? That's wonderful. This sounds like a very expensive project. Well, that would be the bad news, Danny. Uh, that would be the bad news. Uh, you want to take a guess how much uh, this cost, how much... This, without going over, of course, because it's the showcase showdown, take a, take a ballpark figure. It's not, don't go crazy, but this was an unexpected expense that we did not have on our agenda. I'm going to say $2,750. $2,750. That is a fine guess, and that is not far off. How about five? Well, hold on a second. Let me check that back. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Okay, so here's it gets even better. So the this was five thousand, but we had just had some electrical work done, which was twenty five hundred. So altogether, oh. seven thousand five hundred dollars on <laughs> electrical. So we had, we had had a few things changed because some of the lights were flickering in the house. So we thought, okay, so this guy came out. This electrician's like, oh yeah. So here's what you need. Oh. So I was right, but just with the appetizer, the appetizer was twenty five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So originally the app, it was like twenty, yeah, it was like about twenty five, twenty seven hundred, and then so they, the electrician who never said anything about, hey, this is probably going to burn your whole house down, never said that. Said, sure, I'll fix the problem, and then a few months later, we changed insurance, and so it's another five thousand. So seventy five hundred dollars, which means, Danny, that we have torpedoed our travel budget. We will be going nowhere 
for a long time. And that's it. I will not be going anywhere. I want I just just insane. No, we will be going to Minnesota. So obviously that's paid for. Yeah. That's booked. That's coming up next week, a week from tomorrow. Uh, but Ixnay, unfortunately, I will not be visiting my niece who's graduating from high school. I will not be going to New York. I will not be going to Maine unless, unless I win the lottery. I will not be going anywhere unless it is paid for. And I don't know anyone who will be paying for me to go anywhere. So yes. therefore, I will not be going anywhere anytime soon and unless I somehow win the lottery. Uh, other than that, you can forget about it. So if you – I'm really bummed out because I was looking forward. I was going to do – we're doing the Minnesota thing next week, and I was thinking like in late July, August, we could do a meet and greet in Maine, and it was going to be so much fun and all that stuff and have a great time and – I still want to do it. I just can't afford to do it. And since no one pays for these things, it's out of my pocket. Unfortunately, that is on hold. That is on hold for now. So. A couple of times this summer, you and your wife are going to need to grab a couple of folding chairs and set them up right in front of the new power box. <laughs> yes, we will admire the yeah. power box. It's like, you know, it's like we, we think about, you know, it would be nice to see my brother, you know, in New York and all that. Be great. And the family. Uh, no, no, no. Let's just go. Let's let, let's we can do selfies near the power box. You know, you can, you can post those. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And this is content you will not get. I did not mention this at all on the on the radio show, although I did complain to Roberto and Coop a little bit. I did scream at them when I found out the total cost that was involved in this and what it meant. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Turning the page, I, I saw this story bounce around this week, and I, I wanted to rant on it here because it's one of my pet peeves. I am the shopper. Uh, in the, in the, well, I, that's not true. My wife does more shopping than me, but I go to the grocery store. So I go to, like, Walmart. I go to Costco. I go to the, the you know, those places – and Target, whatever, on the weekends. 
do the shopping for the following week because we mostly eat at home. We eat out once a week. So there's a story that was bounced around. I don't know if you guys talked about it on Covino and Rich, but the, the that customers, there's a lot of backlash because when you go to these self-checkout kiosks, they ask you to donate money or to tip at a self-checkout kiosk. And this is I've I've noticed this, and it's it's one of my pet peeves. Uh, it's one of my pet peeves. Who are we tipping? Well, exactly. That's the first problem. Then the other thing is like the, you know the the, the one that's even worse than the self checkout is when you go to pick up food if you get sandwich yeah. or something, and then they hand you you know you're like Subway and they hand you the little computer, and then it said the first thing you see is, is would you like to tip. Now, there's someone right in front of you mm-hmm. who's looking at you, who's going to know whether you tipped or not. Yeah. It's so awkward, and none of us know what the exact requirements are of picking something up. We did the work. You didn't bring it to us. We went to you to get it. We maybe called the order in. But then we physically had to drive to you to go get the food. So is my tip going to you at the cash register? Because that's your job. Or is my tip going to go back to the kitchen, which I don't mind that, but I don't want the tip to go to you for just doing your job. Yeah, I'm right there. And so I would like to quote, when I was a kid, you're, you're around my age, you probably know where I'm going with this. I'd like to quote Nancy Reagan. Just say no. That's what I said. Just say no. Okay. She was, she did the drug thing. I say kiosk tipping and especially the charity thing. That's easy. That's an easy no by me. Uh, Don't fall. And they all, it's always for the kids. You know, it's always for the play the kid card from the bottom of the deck. But my, my, my position, I'm much like you is if you don't physically help, I'm not tipping. If I go to Walmart, and I have I have to get the cart. I then go around, pick out the items I want at Walmart. I then have to check them out at the kiosk. I then have to put them back in the cart because I don't want to pay 10, 20 cents, whatever it is, for a plastic bag or a paper bag. And then I have to carry it out to the store and put it in my car. Why would I tip you? What exactly are you doing? I know you're stocking the shelves, but as you said, Danny, let's – that's what you're supposed to do. And uh, you know what I'll give you? A smile. I will give you a smile. It'll be a nice smile. It'll be a warm smile. It'll be a great smile. But that's what you're get. You're gonna get, you're gonna get a smile, is what you're gonna get. Now, if you help me out, if maybe you buy some of the stuff for me, I'll give you a tip. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, no. Yeah, if somebody at the front goes out of their way to help you, okay, I understand tipping that person, but if it's just somebody smiling and and ringing you up, that doesn't require a tip. And then the other pet peeve is when you do tip somebody at the front of the house and they don't even acknowledge it. They don't say thank you. They don't look at the like it, with actual physical money, not on your card, maybe. But, you know, there's been times like at the frozen yogurt shop where I'll put a couple of singles into the into the cup, a simple just recognizing that I put it there would be nice. Like, but they don't say anything. They act like it didn't happen. Okay. If you're going to act like it didn't happen, then I'm not going to do that the next time I come in. Yeah. I'm right there with you. This is one of these. I don't know how your, your wife feels about this, Danny, but but like, I'm, 
I'm like, hey, I'm not tipping except for X, Y, and Z. My my wife's like, she's like the queen of tip town. Like she's a big, she likes to tip. She's a big everything. And she'll like put the dollars in on the charity stuff. And I'm like, that's a scam. What are you doing? You know, what are you, shame on you. You know, well, yeah, it's anyway. No, my wife is more like us in that regard. And we will cut our own check to St. Jude Children's Hospital we don't go for the scams with the companies doing it because you don't know how much of your money is physically going to that charity. Yeah. So I've told this story in the past, but for a few years we had a contest. It was actually one of the offshore books and it was for the Super Bowl. It was like, come up with the most ridiculous prop bets and they would actually make them an actual prop bet on their website. And then they would donate a couple hundred bucks to charity in the name of the show. And so you had to decide what charity you wanted. And I would go on these various websites trying to figure out, well, how much of the money actually goes to uh, research and not awareness? Because awareness is a scam. Research is what actually uh, helps you out. I, I lost my mom to cancer, to breast cancer. And so I'm a big proponent of, you know, obviously most people are, there's a million types of cancer to help find a way to you know, slow down and stop cancer. And so I remember going on to the different cancer websites and they all had these great pages and all that. But then you read the fine print, the little minutia at the bottom. It's like most of it's going to go to clerical stuff and employees and things like that. And very little of it actually ended up going what was supposed to go. So I did find a couple of charities that were pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's a, and plus then you, you know, you're better off just doing it on your own and then, Kind of, if you're these big corporations, it's uh, you know, helps them out. They just they say we donated all this money to charity, but you're actually just taking you're you're like the middle person from taking the money from the customer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you're entitled to write it off as well at the end of the year. So if you do it yourself, you also have that in your favor. So the word of the week. Are you ready for the word of the week? This is a new feature. Oh, yeah. You're going to transport us back to the Ben Maller Show, 1999. <laughs> it was 1999. <laughs> now, somebody in the email bag asked for this, so I'm doing it. This is a test run. So I need your feedback. I need you to let me know whether you like this content or you don't like this content. It's very important to let me know. If you like it, we'll, we'll do it from time to time. If not, we'll never do it again, and we'll burn the podcast, Danny. We'll pretend it doesn't happen, okay? That's how it's All right, so the word of the week is guy. What? Guy, because we're doing guy talk is what we're doing. We're doing guy talk, not sports talk. We're doing guy talk on the fifth hour. Uh -huh. And we have a few women who are interlopers who are part of our family. They're, they're, they're guys. They're guys like us. I'm so, sitting in a guy garage right now. This is a silver and black high chair sitting next to me. There you go. You're a real guy is what you are. So uh, what a guy. Guys weekend. You know, my guy for the guys, right? Uh, so uh, as Paul Harvey said back in the day, another dead radio guy, you know what the news is, but in a minute. guy. That's right. You're going to hear the rest of the story. So this one is going to blow your mind. Do you know the origins of the word guy, the word of the week, Danny? Yes. So there's a guy named, appropriate enough, uh, Guy Faucus, I believe is how you pronounce it, F-A-W-K-E-S. And that man 
is responsible for the word guy being in the lexicon, and he doesn't even know it because he's dead, 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 dead. He has been dead for a very long time. Very long time. I'm talking about the fact that this guy lived in the 1600s. That's how long ago this goes back in the hot tub time machine. So the word of the week is guy. Guy Focus is his name, and he's responsible. He was part of a crime in 1605, a gunpowder plot, as the legend goes, and he attempted to assassinate King James the first going to take down King, not LeBron James, yeah. the, the real King James in, in 1605. I got that guy's Bible. Exactly. So this guy, uh, Guy Fock, Focus, and his crew of criminals attempted to take down King James, but they were stumbling, bumbling criminals. They failed. They whiffed, and as a result... They were killed. They were exterminated because of the attempt of the assassination. They were killed for treason. And supposedly what happened after that, these, the children of Britain paraded the effigy of Guy Fawkes on November 5th. It, it became part of the tradition. Every November 5th, the, the kids would would parade around the effigy of Guy Fawkes, and over the course of time, they made the term Guy. It, it became a slang term. Originally, the term Guy was for like somebody who was not dressed very well, because apparently Guy Fawkes was not dressed very well. And then eventually, it morphed into what it is known today as in uh, just a dude, a man, a guy. You know, a guy is a man. So there you go. That's my word of the week, uh, Danny. Guy or Guy Bacchus. Fun fact. Fun fact and the word of the week at the same time. That will blow your mind. So would you like to have a word named after you, Danny? Would you like to have that? Uh, no. No? No. I'd like an arena named after me, though. That would be cool. I'd like a street named after me. I think that would be awesome. That would be like the there is a Ben Street in the San Fernando Valley. And I'm not sure. I think it's in North Hollywood in L.A. There's a Ben Street. And I was actually on a date years ago, and I got lost. This is in the days before GPS, and I found Ben Street. Thought I had won the lottery, and I, I don't think I've ever found it again. It's probably not that hard to find, but he blew me off at a hotel near LAX. It was a long, long time ago. Let's get to Pop Goes the Culture, and that means our guy, Ohio Al. We'll do a few of these, Danny. Pop goes the culture. Some of the weird stuff we found that's in the culture this week. Because we're doing guy talk, Danny. We are honoring a man who attempted to assassinate King James. We're doing guy talk. Now I feel like I'm calling you a slob if I call you a guy. Yeah, exactly. So Robert De Niro revealed this week that he's going to be a dad again. No big deal. Other than the fact he's, what is he, 79 years old, Danny? Yeah, we talked about this on Covino and Rich. He's 79, and this is number seven for him. 
Yeah. So that means if my computer-like brain is correct, when this kid is graduating high school, Robert De Niro will be the ripe old age of what ninety-seven. Yeah, Rich. Rich told me he said you have one on the way. What do you think about this? And I said, What do I think about this? I'm praying to God that I make it to my son's college graduation. What is De Niro thinking? I just got to make it to kindergarten. <laughs> yes. De Niro's probably thinking, oh, I don't know. I'll just write a big check for the kid. I mean, kid will be fine. Yeah, kid will be rich. Whatever. But uh, yeah, it's a wild thing, man. Robert De Niro. Who was there? Was an actor. God, uh, was it Tony Randall? Didn't Tony Randall have a kid, I think, older than Robert De Niro? I think he was in his 80s. You might be right. I'm going to look that up. I remember Tony Randall having a kid. We talked about it because it was so crazy. And he was getting up there in in his years. I, I don't remember exactly how old he was, but it's that's, you know, that's a little tough. That's a tough. You know, but, but the – I think we're because like we're both middle aged guys, Danny. I think we're still kind of okay for a couple more years, but then even after that, I think it's kind of you know it's a little tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, because you want to give the kid a shot, right? You want to give the kid a shot, and it's yeah. We and we've talked about it on the podcast before, where when I've worked at some of the school campuses, the front of the school during drop off in the morning, there'll be some older guys dropping kids off you got to be careful not to say, oh, how sweet your grandfather is dropping you off today. Because a lot of those dudes are actually the dads, especially yeah. in L.A. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. In L.A., they, they get the, the trophy wife. They, you know, they get the first marriage out of the way, get the trophy wife who's much younger, and then you're you're on. Oh, your- yeah, you're right. I looked up Tony Randall. What was he famous? What show was he famous for? The Odd Couple, wasn't he on that? Okay, yeah. He played that Felix dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's see. Pop up on he, late night TV. He died in 2004. Wait, wait, no, wait, hold on. Oh. How old was he in? How old was he in 2004? 2004, he was 84. Okay, I want. I think he was a. So he must have only been a little older than Robert De Niro, but I yeah, he popped. I think he uh, inseminated. Uh, put a put a. Uh, oh yeah, it says when he was 75. He married a 25-year-old named Heather Harlan. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and uh, they had two children born on April 11th, 1997, and then one born in June of 1998. Okay, so he was – well, okay, so he was actually – I checked that. So he's younger than De Niro, I guess. Right? He he died at 84. That would would put him at 78 when he had the – I mean, I guess it, it's different for rich people and famous people. And a lot of them have so many nannies and handlers that they're not very hands-on with their kids anyways, right? So it's not it's not like De Niro's going to be changing diapers. No, and I guess it's like, you know, for Tony Randall, he died in 04. It's almost 20 years ago, and now his kids are in their mid-20s, but he's you know long gone, but they're like, that's his legacy. They're still out there, you know, and then... It's like, ah, oh, man, I remember there was a like a second grandson of some former president that was like 150 years after the the guy had served because he had kids when he was like on his deathbed. He was very old. And then they had kids when they were old. And it was like the math was insane. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. 
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What else do we have? Pop Goes the Culture. Uh, you see the guy accidentally sent $1.5 billion in Bitcoin to Jared from Subway, but not the Jared from Subway, somebody that had the username Jared from Subway. He, he mistakenly... He was futzing around, and he mistakenly sent $1.5 billion in Bitcoin to someone that happened to have the username Jared from Subway. And, and then then said, hey, can I get that back? <laughs> you think he got it back? You think he got it back? Hell no. Exactly. Uh, here's here's one from the, uh, the, the nose. Thing. If you hate your nose, new research that came out this week says that your nose is because of ancient cousins. It goes back to the Neanderthal DNA that dictates the shape of your nose. Yes. Well, here's something. A influencer is now charging men to date an AI version of herself. May this woman be struck by lightning. Loser. And may all the men that are keeping track of this uh, and paying for this, uh, may they also be kicked in the nuts. Uh, she's 23 years old, and, and she has created a virtual clone of herself to talk with fans online and can engage in erotic discourse. Uh, so I guess, uh, you know, phone sex or whatever, computer sex. And there is a, currently a 26-hour waiting list to get early access to this, and uh, she's on Snapchat, <laughs> and she's ch- charging $1 per minute. Why would she want to make a version of herself that looks like Allen Iverson? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? And there's a meme yeah. that says AI could replace the equivalent of 300 million jobs report. And then somebody got cute, and they put a picture of Allen Iverson. And the first comment underneath of it is some guy who's clueless. And he says, why is he doing this? (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, well, you can take a look for yourself there, uh, Danny. I sent you the the story, but she, I mean, she's easy on the eyes. I mean, don't get me wrong here, but uh, I mean, a dollar a minute. That that does that really does that really scratch the itch that you have? Oh, I mean, that that sounds like your power box at your house. That's jeez, uh, that is. Wild. That is wild and uh, crazy. The, the fact that there's a waiting list, like, what, what, is that re- is that legit? That must. I, I'd like no. to think that's bogus. I'd think like- of uh, Marcel and think of uh, hollering James in Minnesota. I can see how. Yeah, you don't think they would sign up for this chick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, fair enough. There's a market. I guess there's a market for anything. There's yeah. a you can always find a market, but uh, man, oh man. Well, here's one. I I don't know if this is pop culture, but I I think I mentioned this that I would like to have a road named after me. And there is a uh, in Florida, they are naming a road uh, for Rush Limbaugh, the late Rush Limbaugh. We're actually in Rush's old studio, and there's a uh, a road that will be named in honor of of Rush Limbaugh. So. There you go. I think you kind of need that when you're alive, though, don't you? Don't you kind of want to get that? Like uh, in, in L.A., they named a Rodeo Drive in L.A. Some call yeah. it Rodeo, but they didn't they change <laughs> the name of that to Obama? Where is this where they're putting Russia's road? Uh, it is in uh, Florida. So there's a, some complaint about it, but there's going to be a stretch of Cortez Boulevard in Brooksville named Rush Limbaugh Way. Oh, I'm guessing the road only veers to the right. Hey, oh, hey, oh, here until Thursday. It's a one way road and it uh, goes off to the uh, there's actually a wing. It's called the right wing. And uh, <laughs> there's so- Percocet at the end of this road. Hello, uh, mega dittos, mega dittos, <laughs> rush. Can you believe it's been two years since he, he died? That's that's crazy. Man. That age 70. And he did not live anywhere near where this road is. In fact, some are saying that he would not even be caught dead where this road is. <laughs> he lived five <laughs> tax brackets away in Palm Beach, but they're they're giving him the road here. Remember his security guys in those black suits? Oh, sure. They looked like men in black. How pissed would they be if they knew we were in his studio right now? Yeah, we're futzing around in his studio. And uh, we'll get out on that. Anything you want to promote, it is a Friday, a glorious Friday, the last Friday before I head to Minnesota for the Mahler meet and greet, which is next Saturday, a week from tomorrow. If you missed any of the details, they're all on social media, but you can also catch them on my uh, my podcast here, the Fifth Hour Podcast. Last week, last yeah. Friday, we had Regina on, Spin Cycle Regina. So what do you have to promote here, Danny G? Well, we got Covino and Rich coming up this afternoon, 2 to 4 p.m. on the West Coast, 5 to 7 in New York City. In New York, New York. All right, wonderful. Have a great day, and we'll catch you next time. Asta pasta. Go Lakers. No, no, go home, Lakers. Go home, go Lakers. Go six, baby, go Lakers. Cancun, here we go, kid. Been at home, Lakers. Anthony Davis, uh, uh, sit it out, buddy. Sit it out. Uh, take a break. Uh, take a breath. All right, we'll get out of here. What is still wrong with the Clippers? 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.